Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What's True for Everybody. This is episode 10. We've hit double digits. Woo! And this one I am calling Kitchen Mishaps. The two times in less than a week, dinner almost killed us. Haha, <laughs> because that's true. Featuring the one and only Corey Boyle. Corey, say hello. Hello! And Corey is my bride. We've been married for over 11 and a half years. And I couldn't do this episode, this experience on my own. So I asked Corey to do it, and she said yes. Um, but before we get into the two times in less than a week, dinner almost killed us. Uh, a, a little boil update. Last time I mentioned that I took a work trip, and so some of you asked what I'm doing for work now. And uh, several weeks ago, I started working as a hospice chaplain. So there's a great organization here in northern Colorado that's starting a hospice part of their program, and they hired me to be their chaplain. So that is what I'm doing at this season in my life. And uh, a lot of people know what Corey's doing, but do you just want to say what you're doing real quick? <laughs> sure. I am advocating for wellness. So um, about a year ago, God told me to just do oils. So what that meant to me was um, share about some na natural health and wellness and goodness and just love people through doTERRA. So I am loving people with doTERRA oils. Yeah, you are. And sometime I'll interview you on that, not because we want to sell doTERRA oils on this podcast, but just because talking to you about doing something that you're passionate about and how that changes the way you view the world and experience the world. So maybe we'll do that sometime. Uh, so here we go. We're going to talk about two stories, the two times that dinner almost killed us in less than a week. And then these stories reminded me of a story in the Gospels. And so I'll quickly share that story. And then we'll do a couple rapid fire things after that. So story number one is about mango chicken. And I'll just let you start. Share, share what happened with the mango chicken. Okay, well, we needed dinner. So I didn't have an, I don't have dinner planned out a lot, but I looked in our fridge and our freezer and decided to make mango chicken, which I've made before. And it's delicious. And so... I prepared the chicken, I added the um, cauliflower rice, and put the mango in there, and all the spices, and all the goodness, and was making dinner, getting all ready, and I tasted dinner before I was going to serve it on the plates, and I said, Matt, dinner is terrible. <laughs> it tastes terrible. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> and my sweet husband came over and he said, he said, it's not that bad. I'll eat it. So I served him a bowl. I made myself something different. I made the kids something different because I wasn't going to torture our family with this disgusting mango chicken. <laughs> that was so bad. But I put some in a bowl for Matthew and did you like it? No, here, here's the, here's the thing about this dinner, um, the mango chicken. It was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. And I can usually, I'm not a picky eater. I can usually just scarf down anything. But I took a few bites, but that somehow the aftertaste was worse than <laughs> the immediate taste. And what I remember from this is when Corey was making it, 
our, our five-year-old Parker walked up to the stove and peeked in and he said, ew, I'm not eating that, which isn't all that uncommon for either of the, the kids to do that with a dinner. But, and so I thought that was just a, oh, he just doesn't want to eat chicken. Uh, but somehow he, that was like a profit moment for him where he, <laughs> I don't know if he smelled something or what, but so Corey made me a bowl and I took a couple bites and she didn't even make the kids try it. I don't think. Did oh you? no, no. She just real quick made, I think you put, made this tuna mix thing and put it in tortilla and wrapped it or something, yeah. which was actually pretty good. But it took me about two or three bites to realize I had to actually do something else as well. And it was, it was bad, but I did some quick math here. I remember there have been two dinners that Corey has made in over 11 and a half years that have been just awful. (laughs) The other one we lived in, it was our first year living in Houston. We had some friends over who we were thinking about starting kind of a small group Bible study with. And Corey, Corey is a very creative cook and she's very very good and she tries a lot of new things and almost all of them are really good this other one uh cauliflower no what was it what kind of you made some you had tried some sort of veggie pizza with well i decided to make a greek pizza so i made a falafel crust with hummus and then vegetables and a dairy-free how do you say that tzatziki sauce on top, and I thought it was going to be delicious, but I've never made falafel before, let alone a falafel crust. And it was terrible. Yeah, that was also bad. <laughs> and so the, two, the couple that came over, I don't know if we ended up eating it or not, but they told us, I think weeks or months or years later on the way home, they had to stop at Burger King <laughs> to get dinner because <laughs> they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't eat it. But I did some quick math here. So Corey and I have been married for 606 weeks. Uh, which means we've had, assuming we were together every night, which we weren't, but 3,636 dinners, okay? Two bad ones in that time. So, I don't know, I estimated that Corey probably either cooks or has a hand in cooking. I couldn't decide it was five of the seven nights or six of the seven nights of the week, uh, nights you work, I'll make dinner, I'll grill or do something or make something on the stove. Sometimes we make it together. But I did some quick math. You have like a 99.9 success rate <laughs> <laughs> That's with awesome. dinner. So I'm not complaining. And I have this gratitude calendar, which I've talked about. And, and I've been keeping it for the last, I don't know, five weeks or so. Several of have been, your dinners are on there. Like the butter chicken I talked about. And so, so this isn't complaint. This was just... Um, figuratively, this dinner almost killed us, and it was one of the worst things ever. (laughs) (laughs) When it's bad, it's bad. Uh, So that was, uh, I don't know what day of the week that was, Um, but it was during the week. And then I think it was two days later. Here's story number two. Um, It was on Wednesday. The second one was on a Wednesday? Okay, so maybe the first one was on a Monday. Um, I made brats, and we were out of propane, on the grill on our back deck so I could not grill the brats and whenever I can I grill it because it's fantastic so I had to make them on the stove which I did and they're not as good on the stove but they were they were decent uh we have dinner everyone's happy we eat we're getting ready for bed I think the kids are upstairs getting jammies on doing teeth 
Corey's up with them. I'm downstairs in our bedroom. I think I just took out my contacts, put on my glasses, and I'm walking up there. And there's this spot I walk past where it just smelled like gas. And I set up, called upstairs, uh, Corey, do you smell that? And she said, yes. I smelled it uh, when we got home. It was a Wednesday. Yeah. Corey brought our daughter home from gymnastics and our son was with her and I was making dinner when they got home. And so Corey walked in the house and she smelled it, but we were... I was were in ro- such a hurry that I was like, oh, I'll ask him later about the smell. And then we ate dinner and we were just rushing because we were so close to bedtime. And my kids, I just like to get them in bed because they're crazy if they don't go to bed on time. So we went upstairs and I smelled it really bad, this odor, really bad upstairs. But I was such in a hurry getting the kids through their bedtime chores. So then Matt came upstairs. Yeah. And so there was like, Corey and I just sniffed around the house and there was probably two spots where we could smell it um, the most. And we didn't know where it was coming from. We checked the dryer. We checked the furnace. Um, we, th- we, we checked the stove. And <laughs> uh, we just didn't feel totally comfortable putting kids to... At this point, it wasn't like overwhelming. It was just like, oh, I think I smell something. So we called our neighbors across the street. Um, if you've ever heard me talk about our air mattress neighbors, this is, these are the same neighbors. And uh, the husband answers the phone, his cell phone, and just, hey, will you come over and <laughs> do a smell test for us? He says, yes. Minute later, he's over. And he, he's much better with, like, household things that could be going on than I am, by far. And he smells around. He smells the same place as I smell. And we take him to the spot or like, the spots where, like, I think I smell something here. And he's like, I don't, don't, I don't really smell anything. And, um... He's like, I think you're fine. He leaves and he's, he offers, do you want me to have my wife come over? And we're like, yeah, yes. let's, <laughs> let's get more noses over here. He leaves to go, uh, I think they were bringing the process of putting their kids to bed. The wife comes over, does the same thing. Um, really thankful that they did this. She didn't really smell anything concerning either. She said she smelled something that might be a bit different, but it didn't smell like gas to, to either of them. No, she did say... What did she say? She was leaning over the railing and said, it's, it smells kind of chemically, like chemicals. Like cleaner, I think. Like cleaner, said. yeah. Um, and so we're like, okay, maybe we're just, like, I don't think we're hypochondriacs, but maybe we're just oversensitive. She leaves. Um, we open a couple windows. We put the kids to bed. I think that night, Corey was with Parker putting him to bed. I was with Nylea putting her to bed. Um, I got out first. I don't know what it was, 20 minutes later. And it was worse. And so I could smell it in different rooms of the house. I could smell it more in the spots that we initially smelled it. Um, I'm downstairs on the couch. Corey comes out of Parker rooms upsta- Parker's room upstairs. And I, she's not saying it to me. She just hits her and she says, oh, it's worse now. And um, we talk and we're like, okay, even if it's nothing, let's not chance it. And our neighbors, our air mattress neighbors offered when they were over smelling for us. If you don't feel safe, call us, come over. Um, you can take our spare room. So I think Corey texted the wife and said, we don't want to stay, stay here. And so, so that was after you had called the company. Oh, yeah. So I called the, our gas company and said, can you just come check this out? And they said, yes, get out of the house. Um, and so Corey texts our friend and she says, come on over. By this time, our kids are asleep. Uh, we wake, we pack 
a couple essentials. We, we wake them up. We carry them across the street. I don't know what time it is now. It's probably 9 o'clock or so because we got a late bedtime start on this night. Uh, they had this room set, set up for us because they're fantastic. We put the kids to bed and really quickly the gas company comes. So while we're kind of still getting settled, uh, my friend's like, hey, I think they're here. I come back across the street. Uh, these two guys are here. One comes inside with this detector, gas detector. Um, it immediately takes him to our stove, which I checked. I think Corey checked, our neighbor checked, and we're like, yeah, it's not the stove. Um, but it immediately takes him there, and the thing's like going beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think it's the stove. I somehow managed to turn the flame off on the stove but keep the gas on. <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've never done this before. I didn't know it was possible. Uh, but he's like, yeah, this is it. And so he just checks around the house just to make sure it's nothing else. And by this time, the house smells. And, and in defense of my neighbors, the gas man couldn't smell it when he walked in the door. I was like, can, can you smell it? He's like, no, I can't. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, but he's like, yep, this is your problem. Um, and so he checks the rest of the house. It's fine. But he's like, don't bring your kids, <laughs> don't bring your kids back here. You and your wife would probably be fine sleeping here, but your kids, um, are just, you don't want them in here. Um, so I go back over to our neighbor's house. I keep a couple windows open here and our neighbors and I and Corey hang out and talk till like <laughs> 11 or 1130 or whatever it was right. past my bedtime. And first time I got to watch Chip and Joanna Gaines, I think so. <laughs> we watched Fixer Upper. Yeah, I'd never <laughs> seen that action before. Um, but that was that story. And by the way, the gas guy's like, hey, don't feel bad. The last house I was at before I came here, they called and said, hey, I think we have a gas leak. And he walks in and there was no gas leak. But what there was was their cat had killed a bunch of mice and left it in their garage, and that, that's what they were smelling. So it's like, I get more false alarms than I get actual things going on, so don't, don't worry about it. Because I feel like a moron that I can't turn off the gas after I'm done cooking. Um, so that time, dinner literally <laughs> almost killed us. <laughs> the first time was more figurative. That was uh, literally two days apart. And so I start, you have anything else to say about our gas leak night? <laughs> No, it did smell terrible, but I was astonished at how no one else could smell what we smelled. I don't know. Yeah. And we walked in the next morning and Parker is like, I still smell it. And I don't know if that was just him being funny or if you could still smell a trace of it, but um, gas. And by the way, gas, I was reminded, lighter than air. And so it smelled more upstairs because gas rises. Um which, science class, I had forgotten about that. But, reflecting on these stories, I was somehow reminded, I don't know how, of this story in the Gospels. Uh, uh, I think it's told in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but the Mark chapter 2 story I just started reading. And it's a story of Jesus forgiving and healing a paralyzed man. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to briefly tell it here. Um, so Jesus is teaching in this house in Capernaum and the house is packed because people want to hear Jesus so packed that not one more person can actually fit in this house. It's like the high school parties he used to, <laughs> used to throw. Not one more person can fit in this house. Uh, and these 
four guys bring a friend of theirs who's paralyzed, and they're carrying him on a mat. They can't get in the house to get to Jesus because they know, hey, we hear this guy Jesus can, can heal him. Uh, so they go up on the roof. roof. <laughs> I always have trouble with that word. The roof. And they dig a hole in the roof uh, because that's the next logical option. And they lower this guy because um, that's what you do, I guess. And Jesus ends up healing this guy. And he says to this paralyzed guy, your sins are forgiven. And he says, get up, take your mat and go home. And what Jesus does in the story, I'm not sure this is the point of the story. In fact, I don't think it is, um, but we'll get to that. Jesus, what I, was, what I was struck with was Jesus tells this guy to leave something and to take something. So he says, when your sins are forgiven, he's essentially saying, leave, leave your sins. I know what you're up to. And then he says, take your mat. Leave something and take something, which this got me thinking, and I may have mentioned this before in a previous experience, but we're going to get into it a bit more. In most of our life experiences, there are things that we can leave behind because they're not very helpful for us. Leave them. And then there are things we can take with us because they're good things and they're things that that can be helpful for us. Leave your sins, take your mat. So actually, I just started reading commentaries on this story because that's what I do in my spare time because I'm a, a nerd like that. But next experience, I think what we'll do is we'll just dig into the story and do a straight-up Bible teaching on this, on this story. But for now, it's enough to say, in most of our experiences, there are things we can leave and things we can take. So, little, little game here with Corey. Um, the mango chicken experience. What from that do you leave behind and what from that do you take with you? Well, I leave behind that whole dinner. <laughs> <laughs> It's really gross. What I take with me is I don't always have to reinvent the wheel. I don't always look at recipes. I have used this recipe before and stuck fairly close to it, and it's been delicious. I didn't look at the recipe this time, and it was terrible. And so I feel like I'm going to take with me that those that have gone before might know how to do it better than me. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about these before, so I, that's I'm hearing that for the first time. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm leaving behind the taste <laughs> and the aftertaste and the after-aftertaste and just all of those tastes I don't want to experience again. Uh, what I am taking with me is moving on to the next thing. Because one of the things that impressed me about this was you immediately just started making another dinner for the kids. And that was the tuna wrapped in the... Tortillas. Cut up, cut up tor- like bite-sized tortilla Yeah, kind of like sushi. So that was... Yeah, it was like sushi. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on, moving on to the next thing. The other thing I'm taking from that experience is being grateful for the good meals. <laughs> <laughs> it was so and, bad. Um, and what I'm doing now, I'm learning a lot about people who are sick, people who are dying. And one of the things they say is, um, hey, the bad days are going are gonna to happen. Uh, but be, be grateful for the good days. Be grateful for the good moments. So... Leaving the taste, taking with me, being grateful for the good meals, and just having, just being able to move on to the next thing when one thing isn't working. Uh, okay, next, gas leak night, gas leak meal. What are you leaving and what are you taking? I am um, leaving behind 
I don't know, the grossness of it all. It smelled so bad. I am leaving behind that. But I'm taking with me the idea that when I move so fastly, like so quick, I was so impatient that night, like just trying to get things done, 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 that we were missing something big. So in this case, dangerous could have killed us. <laughs> but when I'm going through life so fast and I don't stop to notice the thing that's in front of me, I think um, that's harmful because I could be missing something brilliant. I could be missing something dangerous. I could be missing something that God's calling me towards, whatever it is. So the fast pace, the quickness, the hurriedness of life, I would like to to leave behind mm. as well. That's and good. then, yeah. That's a good answer. Okay, uh, I'm I'm leaving behind the the smell and the mild headache I started to get from the smell. Uh, there's a little guilt of I could have actually harmed my, <laughs> my family through this. Uh, thank goodness we didn't stay. Um, and I always say guilt isn't a feeling that comes from God. Guilt comes from somewhere else. So so guilt I'm leaving that that behind. Uh, taking with me. Trust your gut. That's one of the things I'm taking with me. Be willing to trust your gut. Even if others don't understand what your gut is saying, trust your gut. Um, that's one thing I'm taking. Another thing I'm taking, um, impromptu sleepovers are fun. That was <laughs> fun. True. Having great neighbors is a really, really good thing. If you have great neighbors, stay friends with them and have fun with them. Impromptu sleepovers. Um, which reminds me of another experience we might do with Craig's Lodge, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we might get to in, in a couple of weeks. But impromptu sleepovers are great. Um, I had one other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, be willing to ask for help. Be willing to ask for help was another one. Because Corey and I weren't like, ooh, should we ask somebody? Should it? Do we feel stupid? It was, no, we, let's just ask for help. Um, and then the other thing I'm taking, the practical thing, is that it's actually possible to turn off the flame and leave the gas on when you try to turn off the stove. Uh, so that that's what I'm taking. That's what I'm leaving from the gas leak. Okay, a couple more. Corey, 2018. What are you leaving and what are you taking with you? 2018 was a different year for me. Um, one that was more difficult than any other year that I remember experiencing in my life. Um, and so what I am leaving behind, there are some things that just made me angry and frustrated in 2018. Well, I'm not, I'm glad that I got angry because I feel like it was just angry and it made me realize some things about myself and God and life and what's important. Um, so I think anger is good. What I, what I want to leave behind from that is my response to the anger. I feel like my anger was good. I'm not typically like an angry person. And so it was a new, like very strong and vibrant emotion that I felt which again, I'm glad for that, but I let it seep into my whole life. Like I couldn't separate the anger I felt from a certain situation to just overall feeling of unsettled, not peaceful. So I would like to leave my response to anger, but not anger. 
um, behind. And what I want to take with me is 2018, like I said, was rough. It was a rough year um, for me personally, but I've never sensed, or maybe I have sensed God is faithful, but the reminders, the daily reminders that God is faithful and that he loves us and that he is kind was so obvious to me in 2018. Um, through people that we knew and didn't know, just their love and their generosity and the way they came alongside us, encouraging us, um, that kind of thing through the way God spoke to me, through the Holy Spirit, through people, through the words, through the Bible, um, and through, I think, our family, the way we stuck together, the way we did things and chose um, chose what our priorities and what was important to us and, um, stuck together and just had fun in the midst of a little bit of wildness. Good, good stuff. Okay. Um, for me, 2018, yeah, 2018 didn't go as planned. And so there's, there's, um, Corey and I always have said since the beginning of our marriage that we're going to treat our marriage like an adventure. So we moved here to Colorado uh, from Houston for a job, and that that didn't go how we thought it was going to go. Uh, and so there's the stress part of the adventure and the holy cow, what are we going to do part and the part where you don't sleep at night. And so that, that part I'm leaving, I'm leaving behind. Um, but then there's the learning to hold things loosely part of the adventure. And there's the having the opportunity to meet a lot of really fantastic people who have loved us, supported us, um, and all sorts of different, all sorts of different ways and continue to continue to do so. Um, I'm taking that. I'm also taking, it was our first full year in Colorado and, I love Colorado. I love the sunshine. I love looking at the mountains every day. I love the seasons. I love being able to grill on my back deck any month, close to any day of the year, not quite any day of the year. Um, so experiencing Colorado, I want to keep doing that uh, if possible. I'm taking that taking that with me. And then towards the very end of 2018, uh, there was a really, really good healing process that began in me, and I'm taking that with me because um, that's been really good. And um, my family, my family, it's 2018, like Corey said, is something we never experienced before. And that happens anytime you move to a place where you don't really know anybody. But um, I think our family's closer, closer than ever. And Corey and I get to do a podcast together today, and that's super fun on this it's a Sunday morning here. And... Um, yeah, 2018. Okay, last week. What are you taking? What are you leaving? Last week. I don't really remember last week. What happened last week? Um, I am taking... I No, I'm leaving. I am leaving the negative temperatures behind. <laughs> <laughs> it got chilly. Not, not Midwest chilly. Right now there's like craziness happening in the Midwest where we are originally from. So... It's not that bad, but I am I am 
ready to leave negative mornings behind. Um, what I want to take with me from last week is last week I feel like I, I feel like I'm still on this healing journey and just open to what God has for it. And I feel like last week was just a really good week of me every morning just holding my hands open to God and saying, you know, how can you use me? What do you need to grow in me? Just asking a bunch of questions and then just pausing to listen. And then when I felt moved to do something, follow what I felt like I was supposed to do. And then just, you know, continuing the gratitude. So I want to keep that with me. I think that was a good practice this last week. And it's very life-giving to do that. So Nice, nice. Um, last week, I am. we took our kids to Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs last weekend. And we've done this once a year now for the last four or five years. We can't, I guess we couldn't. I'm guessing four, but I'm not sure. Um, there was, there's this moment when you walk in, it's an indoor water park for those of you who don't know, with the hotel attached. So it's like an all in one thing. There's this moment when you walk into the water park where they have to measure the kids to, to see what color wristbands they have to give them. What color wristband you has, you have indicates which slides you can go on. Um, our son last year was, an inch and a half short or something of the yellow wristband. The yellow wristband means you can go down a couple of the bigger slides, like slides you actually have to walk up several flights of stairs to get to. Last year, he was super sad. He couldn't do it. He adjusted well and had a great time. This year, we walk in, and I think you need to be 42 inches. He was 43 or 43 and a half. And so the girl who measures him pulls out the yellow wristband from her pocket and puts it on his wrist, and the smile he had on his face. Do you remember the smile? I do. It was so big. When she put the yellow wristband on his face. Um, that smile and the smile our daughter had when she's in the wave pool and eating her pizza, which she doesn't normally get because we don't eat a lot of pizza around here. Um, and she, we don't have Disney Channel anymore, and the smile she got when she got to watch Disney. Those smiles uh, I'm taking with me. The smile of my wife watching our kids having fun and us just being together as a family all weekend. So I'm taking the Great Wolf Lodge experience. Um, by the way, when we left on last Sunday, our five-year-old son just started bawling, like hyperventilating bawling. Like he for would, 45 minutes. He, he, he asked if we could live there. Um, we stopped at Red Robin on the way home, so then they were fine. But um, I am leaving from last week the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing against Maroon 5, uh, I'm never a huge fan of the Super Bowl halftime show. It's never really been something where I'm like, oh, that was great. Um, so I don't know. I'd even A lot of people say the game was, was boring and horrible. I'd rather watch a good defensive football game than a mediocre halftime show. I'm leaving that. Although the fun that I'm taking, here's what else I'm taking with me. During the Super Bowl, some neighbors down the road uh, had a party and had people over. And my son, he, he, our son is our outgoing, I need to be around people because um, otherwise I feel like I'm missing out. So he went down to hang out. Our daughter is the introverted, um, just let me be by myself and, and catch my breath here a little bit. And it was after a long weekend of Great Wolf Lodge. And so they were both exhausted. Corey and I were exhausted. So I'm running back and forth because my son is down there playing, having a great time. Our daughter is here having a great time by herself because that's part of her personality. And for me, running back and forth um, was just fine because I got to see both of their personalities coming out 
when they're exhausted. So since in some of their most vulnerable moments. Um, so I'm taking that with me from last week. Okay, one more. Yesterday. Yesterday. We had such a good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I, uh, what am I leaving behind? Maybe the popcorn I ate last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I made popcorn last night, which I love making popcorn, but it doesn't always settle well with me. It was me. good. It was good. It was good. Leaving it behind, though. Uh, what I'm taking with me is more family days. So we made yesterday a family day, and we just explored um, Fort Collins, where we live a little bit, um, and just had fun doing it. Just, I just love family time. I just love it. And I want more of it. So taking that with me. More adventure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking with me family day. That was super fun. Watching our kids smash peanuts on a floor, eating good Mexican food, playing outside, watching them climb these, I don't know, statue, animal statues. Bears. Bears and fish or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was like an almost an all-day family day. That was, that was great. Uh, leaving behind... This is more this morning, but I woke up at four with like my ear was clogged <laughs> and it's still clogged. So I don't know if I'm talking loudly. If I am, that's why, because I can only hear out of one ear and um, I don't want that anymore. So I'm going to leave that behind. Uh, all right, here we go. For those of you listening, a couple questions. What is the worst meal you've ever made <laughs> and did you eat it? Uh, second question. When have you almost destroyed your house? <laughs> What happened? Did you end up okay? And then a uh, third question, what are you leaving and what are you taking? And whatever it is, uh, a certain experience, last year, last week, yesterday, what is it that you need to leave behind? What is it that you need to take with you? Maybe it's a ritual, a habit, a daily routine, how you treat people, whatever it is. Uh, and then when we post this on Facebook, uh, probably tomorrow on a Monday, if you have answers to these questions, feel free to, to write them in the con- comments. Uh, and if we're not friends on Facebook, uh, send us a friend request. We would love to be friends. So worst meal, what's the worst meal you've ever made? When have you almost destroyed your house? And what are you leaving behind and what are you taking with you? So this was experience 10 of what's true for everybody. Kitchen Mishaps, the two times in less than a week, dinner almost killed us, featuring Corey Boyle. Corey, thank you for being with us today. (laughs) You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you next time. Much love.